This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season four of the podcast. Hi, my name is Janelle. My favorite Halloween candy is the Twix bar. The costume I'm most proud of is Toad from Mario Kart, and I get great satisfaction cleaning lint out of the lint catcher. Hi, I'm Sam. I was a COVID bride. I only take scolding hot showers and leave my husband with zero hot water. And I had a psychic reading last year that came true. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm a near perfect match for my Memoji. I get extremely overwhelmed having to host things or be a tour guide. And I buy a sweatshirt at every place I visit that I love. And we are your hosts of the True North Collective podcast. Yay. All right, Sam, are you open to talking about your psychic reading or is that private and personal? It was so good. I was like, ooh. Well, that's why I was like, I need, I need to be able to say this thing and surprise you because um, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, what, what's an interesting fact? And I thought this would be kind of aligned with what we'll talk about and stuff because the reading I had, it was my old neighbor and I used to go and see psychics. We even went down to Chicago to see one. I love like tarot card. I look at my horoscope every single day. And this one reading, it was a woman in the bell tower on North Ave, if you're familiar in Milwaukee. Um, and I think her name was Mary Ellen. And she told me that there would be some interesting things happening with management at the company I was working for at Amex and there would be a reorganization. And then she said something about me doing um, life coaching, which I'm not doing, but is kind of aligned with what I'm doing. So um, there we ended up going through a huge reorganization, got a new CEO. Like this is aligned with the time that timing that she was saying too, because she mentioned it being in like February of the next year. And it, it was just insane. And I like went back to my notes and everything when I got the news too. So new CEO, reorg, lost my job. You know, it was crazy. So yeah. I love that. Do you I'm so sorry. I'm like so many questions. Go Rachel. Okay. So it's like a thought and a question. I too have like seen different thing people over the years and stuff. There's actually a masseuse in Milwaukee that I went to right before I left there, who was friends with that yoga teacher that we went to that last class we went to at Ali Sarzinski. Yeah, it was a friend of hers. Anyways, um, so what I have in those experiences, I love them, but before I realized like discernment and realizing any information that's coming through that person's coming through their system. And so I have to take it with a grain of salt and like check it with my own. I like I've had to play with that because before then I would I would hold way too much like on to stuff so I'm just curious how your experience is with it um well it's made me second guess my relationship with my now husband so many times you know she'd be like (laughs) yeah someone has a crush you know or like different or uh your love language is this and that you know and so I'd come home and I'd be like I'd want to talk to Nick about it and it would I just put so much weight into it and then like once I just kind of let it go, obviously we go back to normal and everything. But this one, I was kind of like, I had been manifesting some career changes and everything. And I was like, and I didn't think about it a whole lot. And 
And then when it happened, I was like, I've heard this before. Like I knew this is coming, but yeah, I, I usually put a ton of weight into what they say. And then this one, I just kind of didn't. So it was interesting. interesting. And then it, it happened. How often do you feel like, cause I'm a big fan of that sort of realm too. Like I wouldn't say I do a ton of psychic readings, but every once in a while I will. And I, I do the go whole ghost hunting thing and I have a ton of fun with that. How often do you feel like the psychic readings are accurate and like actually come true? Well, that's the first one that like really, really played out. I feel like there was something else a while ago, but I think that you can like kind of make it into, like you can make anything kind of like manipulate your mind into thinking that that was exactly what they were going to say. But that one was just a little too like specific, <laughs> like in February, this will happen. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think a little bits and pieces, a lot of times what I realize in, in the readings that I've done is that they're kind of already telling me things that I know you know, like they're reading my personality and everything. Like even when I look at my co-star every day, I'm kind of like, or the, it's different, but the Enneagram and stuff, I'm like, yeah, these things are like me, but I don't know. It's like every, I'm a basic girl. So maybe that's, that's why they're telling me things that I kind of already know or do. Well, and it's also, it's your, your lens, like you're taking, you're reading it and like someone could read the same exact thing and be like, that's me. And it'd be almost for different reasons because you're seeing it through your lens. And it's the interpretation it the of the cards too. You know, it's like they can, one person could read it and interpret it this way. And the other person could read it and interpret it a totally different way. So totally. So what do you think you get from it? with psychic readings. Is it fun? Is it like, what brings you back? I think it's, it's just so fun. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's like, gives you a little bit of clarity, I think, or it makes you feel as if there would be some clarity, like maybe there are answers or I don't know. I think you're always just hopeful when you go into those things. Well, there's something too about like, there's so much we don't know. And to play, to have an arena to play with things that are kind of like in that unknown territory which is honestly there's so much that we don't know um I mean and I'm speaking for myself I that's why I love it like I have a friend who is a channeler and it's the same thing like when I you know I'll get sessions or I'll buy sessions for people for like gifts and and um through her and it's just like I don't know it's like a fun experience to tap into something like unknown and be like it's possible who knows? Like, what is actually like? What are you tapping into? I don't know. Have you heard of pet psychics? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I I hadn't heard of it until I was listening to a different podcast, and she was talking about her experience with the pet psychic. They had just like adopted some cats or something. It was hilarious, and I'm like, oh, I really want to do that with our family dog. I just he's been he gets so weird at night. Like he must be like blind or something, but he'll just out of nowhere just start barking at the ceiling or going crazy. And so it's I'm like, ghost. I wonder what his little mind is, you yeah. know, up. There's a ghost in your house for sure. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, they pick up they pick up subtle energies. That doesn't necessarily have to mean it's a ghost, but it's maybe ghost, for sure. <laughs> I also agree. So co-star you mentioned before, it's the horoscope app for anyone that doesn't know specifically during COVID when I was in a not great place and by myself in lockdown, I would read my horoscope every single morning just to be like, something good will happen today, right? And it was, <laughs> I was like this, like, I'm sure yours is much healthier than this, but for me, I was just like, 
please be good. And then if it wasn't, I was like, oh, no, today's not going to be a good day. And since then, I, I don't use it as much. But I do get that hope piece where like you're just looking like in a really dark place like, that I was in. It's like I was just looking for anything that would be like today has some possibility for something good. And I could like find something in there. And then the message that'd be like, OK, today, love and relationship will be good. There's a reason to get out of bed. Yeah, I like the I like the do's and don'ts. I don't know if you've been on it recently, but that's like a more it's like a newer thing. And I said to Nick, he thinks I'm totally nuts. But the other night I had taken a bath. So hot water. I did like a sugar scrub on my snaky legs right now because winter. Um, and when I looked at it afterwards, it was like, dude, hot water, sugar scrub, you know, and I was like, see, see, it's, it's telling, it's predicting the future. It tells me what to do. <laughs> Just funny. That's awesome. I feel like I need to check that because I don't think I've seen the do's and don'ts yet on it. And I, it's funny. It's pretty random. It's like, it is so random. Don't eat pickles. Like really? Do, yeah. Yeah. Do cannonball into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The other day one said like, don't, or like, don't do the piggybacking and I was like like a piggyback ride like piggyback <laughs> people's ideas like I had no idea what direction that one was going You're like I need more clarity please I need clarification here more specifics yes That's yeah awesome. when when Janelle and I first started doing CoStar we would get the notification I think it was wasn't it you I think it was you or it was my friend Kylie I can't remember now but we would get those the daily notifications but mine every single day was like you're an asshole or like you're a terrible person and you make everybody mad. Like it was just like every single day and Janelle's like, it's not, no, that's not true. And I was like, no, I need to show you. Like, it is mean to me. And I, so I deleted the app for like a good year. Cause I was just like, it just fucking insults me every single day. I mean, you I did. No. You definitely told me that. And I don't know if it was me because mine was always really like, it was pretty I know. positive. I know. It was like, like, oh, listen to this one. The sunshine is coming out of my eyeballs. And mine was like, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> and nobody likes you. <laughs> I always like to read the, the relationship ones too, where you can like compare it to other people. And those get really funny too. And it's like, you are sincere of heart but someone else is being a dick. <laughs> Watch out like, for them. You can link up with your friends. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can see like Rachel, I think yours and mine, like sometimes I'll go in there and just like read what it says. And th those, I don't put a lot of weight on it, but they're funny. And then um, the guy I'm dating, he at some point to humor me got it. And I was like, let's see how we match. And sometimes you <laughs> go in there and I just like laugh really hard because it doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Sam, what's your um, sun sign? Oh, like astrology, I'm, just your, I'm uh, in Taurus. Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Like me and my mom. Cool. I'm an Aquarius. I, uh, I have a good friend of mine is a Capricorn and she knows all of the ins and outs of the signs and like, yeah. Oh, I'll be like, it tells me to like hook up with the earth fire today. What does that mean? And she'll be like, da, da, da. you know, it's just, yeah. it's very funny. She's really, really into it. And then it, she like sends me all of these things that say why we're such good friends and why we're so compatible a Capricorn and a Taurus and stuff and then Nick is an Aries but he doesn't seem like she's like he is not like I do not get Aries vibes from him and then she's dating so she'll always say things about like I love Sag men but they're not right for me it's just hilarious I'm like I don't know what this stuff means I just read my own shit <laughs> that's awesome I okay so this is I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast but 
I always have the same sun signs as friends and I typically almost always date the same sun signs too which is really interesting so the fact that you said you're a Taurus like I don't think I have a single friend that's a Taurus so you're changing that now but they're all Aquarius Gemini I think I have one um like December birthday is that Sagittarius Okay, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Can be Capricorn or Capricorn, and like, but otherwise, really, it's like Aquarius and Gemini. And then I used to always date Scorpios. The guy I'm dating is the first person I've ever dated and been in a relationship in my adult life that is not a Scorpio. Hmm. What is he? Uh, Cancer. It's also a water sign, dude. But cancers. I I always have cancers in my life. Cancer cusp. (laughs) Yeah, you're yeah, I remember that. Cancer Leo. Yeah. All right. Should we jump in? This is <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna introduce Sam. No, no, I like I could keep going on this conversation for quite a while, but we'll we'll introduce Sam. I am excited to be sharing with you all about a place that is near and dear to my heart, as well as Rachel and Sam's, and that is Spire Fitness, Milwaukee's first cycling, rowing, and TRX studio. If you listen to the podcast, you know Rachel and I met there, and Sam is a cycling instructor at Spire. Here to encourage you to check it out. They have cycling classes, rowing classes, and it's incredibly safe. They're taking extra precautions, wearing masks, additional sanitation practices to keep you all safe and sweaty during 2021 and beyond. It is an incredibly tough time for local businesses and anything you can do to support them, show up, buy gift cards, even if you're waiting to go back, buy class packages, it means the world to these small businesses that are struggling to keep their doors open and these beautiful communities and safe spaces need your support in order to be able to continue to run moving forward. So check it out, we'll drop a link in the show notes and we'll see you there. Awesome, so we're really excited to be inviting Sam Porter, new last name. And we know Sam from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, specifically Spire Fitness, where she is a cycling instructor. And in addition to that, beach body coach. I wrote this down, her word or my words, not yours, but I said Milwaukee influencer because I truly think you're influencing the Milwaukee community avid runner, plant-based consumer, I will say, um, but very much well-versed in the fitness scene in, I would say Milwaukee, but you definitely have extended well beyond Milwaukee um, and a fantastic cycling instructor. So welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. The conversation. I think, um, I think I originally reached out maybe (laughs) 10 months ago, maybe longer. So I'm also very excited to have you here um, we, we had chatted on a few different topics because I think what you're, you're doing right now is so interesting and exciting. And it's been cool as an outsider to just kind of like watch the evolution of it. So I'm actually really glad that we waited to have this conversation because I think there's been so much evolution, um, that we can talk about on the podcast, but, um, a few of the topics that I'm excited to talk about is fitness community in general. I know for the three of us, that's really important to um, us and our lifestyle and, and what we care about. Social media and authenticity is another topic um, that we chatted about. 
And then just a general, like making a big career flip, you had mentioned getting laid off in February. So I know we'll, we'll kind of jump and dive into that part of your story too. But before we get there, here's the question. What does it look like to be true to Sam today? Ooh, that is such a loaded question. I feel Rachel came um, up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just being true to me is this will kind of tie into our last question, I'm sure, but just kind of always trusting that I'm doing what my heart thinks is, you know, the right thing and paying a little bit less attention to what everyone else is doing and expecting. And, you know, it's, it's hard to when close people around you are making, they're, they're uncomfortable with different things that you're doing and they don't understand it. And I think it's easy then to like, just go back to doing what everyone understands and uh, something you can explain to them very easily. And I'm like, but that doesn't make me happy and it, it stresses me out and stuff. And so, yeah, just, um, being true to me is is trusting that every day I'm I'm showing up as my best and I'm I'm trying to move forward and that I'm you know I'm gonna make things work that is the best going to be the best for myself and my family and my husband and you know the future that I I see us having. How how have you gotten there? Like what's the path that's gotten you there? Um there are so many different places I feel like I could branch into this, but I suppose that um, it it kind of all really started about three years ago when I started a new health and fitness journey. I've always been into fitness. I was a three-sport athlete in high school. I played club basketball, cl club softball, and then I went on to play Division II softball at UW Parkside in southeastern Wisconsin. That was a very brief career. It, it just was not for me. After playing since I was a, a young girl, it just, I was very burned out. So I did end up leaving the team. Um, and then I picked up running. So my sister and I signed up for our first half marathon. And, and that's when I like became obsessed with running in a good and bad way, you know, but that was like my main source of fitness over the years. I lived in Chicago. I was in a run club there. And then when I moved back to Milwaukee, that was, that was pretty much what my life revolved around. Um, I, in 2017, I decided that I was going to run my third full marathon. Um, I had run two others in Milwaukee. The first one was pretty rough. Second one I did much better. And then the third one, I was like, I have some big goals. Um, so I decided I, I really wanted to push towards qualifying for Boston. And after talking to a lot of other people who were runners and athletes and everything, everyone's like, you need to start cross training. Like you've been doing this running thing for years. You have to incorporate more. Um, so that's when I, I got hooked up with Spire. I started cycling several days a week, um, doing the TRX, strength training, rowing. Um, and that was like a really positive part of my life. My running had never been better. I ended up taking first place in the rock and soul race at the beginning of summer, which is no longer a thing in Milwaukee, but that was such a, a big moment for me that I was like, okay, it's really on. Um, so right after that race is when really marathon training picks up. And it's when I decided I was going to leave Spire and just focus on my running, which was probably like mistake number one, um, because all that pounding every single day, it was like, it was so hard on my body. And I worked my ass off all summer, but I was like fighting off aches and pains left and right. But it was like, 
I think from being an athlete as a young kid, you are always told like no pain, no gain, like push through it. You know, I would, I would pitch seven games and in a weekend in 95 degree weather with tendon ice in my elbow. And like, it was just, you have to do it. Like you have to show up. Are you a team player? Like get it done. So that was kind of in my head through marathon training. Um, but it definitely caught up to me. Um, like weeks before the lakefront marathon, which is the beginning of October, I went out for my 19 mile training run and it was the worst run of the year. Um, I, my gait was off my stride, everything. I just, but I kept telling myself, I didn't stop. I just kept saying, this is a character building run. You're going to get through it. Like if you can finish this run, you can do anything on race day, you know, like anything that if it's bad weather, whatever, if you're hurting, you'll make it to the finish line. Um, but then the next morning I woke up, I stepped out of bed and couldn't even put weight on my right leg. So, um, I naturally still tried to go out for a run that day. I remember taking Nick with me and like barely making it a mile without like being in so much pain and crying. And I, I tried running the rest of the week and I just, I was getting, I was getting nowhere. I couldn't do it. So I finally went in um, and got a diagnosis. I found out I had a stress fracture in my hip um, and that I couldn't do my race. And that was just, I mean, I couldn't even walk without pain. So I kind of knew that I wouldn't be able to do this race but getting the actual news that something that you've worked so hard for all year, um, that was, that was devastating. And that was, you know, we're just getting into the, the winter in Wisconsin. And like I said, running for years was like, was my life, you know, I, my sleep schedule, my social life, everything. It's like, if I wanted to see a friend, it was like, let's go for a run and catch up. Um, everything revolved around fitness, but specifically running. And so to not be able to run a, first of all, like not be able to do my race, then not be able to work out for, for months. You know, my order was like no weight bearing exercise for six weeks. And then I kind of didn't listen. So then I, it just kept getting worse and worse to the point of, I had to take the entire winter off. Um, so I just, not having that and not having that structure, I just felt really lost. And I just, I felt down every single day, you know, it's like, that was the only time I got outside and got fresh air and it, it just was challenging. Um, and at the time I was working full-time from home, pharmaceutical com compliance, um, I was an auditor and my day basically looked like roll out of bed, sit in my PJs all day at my desk, work, log off work, move over to the couch, sit and scroll on my phone until Nick got home. I mean, he was off. He'd be at the office, then go play basketball or volleyball with his friends. And when he came home, I was like irritated. Like I just sat here all night by myself. But if he stayed home with me, it was like, it was kind of bitchy and like unpleasant to be around. So it was just a really stressful time for us. And I was feeling really unwell in work. And I started to feel like, what is my purpose? You know, what am I doing all day with myself? Like, why am I here? Um, and I just remember kind of sinking deeper and deeper into this funk. Um, I lost like all confidence, felt like I couldn't even recognize myself in the mirror anymore. I started to kind of get it back into these bad mindsets and habits. Um, I remember like freaking out that I couldn't exercise, like, oh, am I going to gain weight and stuff? And that's a whole different issue. But I was really falling into this, this crazy part of myself. Um, and I remember 
like end of February, you know, after four months on my ass, um, I was in the tub and I texted my sister. She's five years older than me and she's always been a very confident person. And just as the older sister, a little judgmental of the younger sister sometimes. And so I, I was terrified of what she would think or say, but I didn't know who to turn to. And I just told her, I'm like, I feel worthless. And that was like rock bottom, like getting those words out to the person that like I looked up to most. And ooh, it was just, that was a tough time. Um, but she was really supportive. And she said to me, we have to find something positive for you to do. And so when I thought about something positive, um, crazy enough, I was like, well, one thing that seems really positive is every night when I scroll, I see this girl on Instagram who is working out every day. She does these workouts at home. She has this whole fitness community with girls from all over the country. I feel like I've never had fitness friends. Like even when I was at Spire, I kind of just went in, sat in the back. Like I talked to a few instructors here and there, but like, you know, I went in the back corner of the spin room and I kept to myself and then I left and, you know, I loved it, but I just wasn't that much of like an extrovert to like make friends there. Um, so anyway, I, I was like, well, you know, she would probably welcome me. And I don't know, we've talked about it before. Now would maybe be a good time. And I was like, I don't know how this thing is going to work. I don't even think it's going to work. Um, but I reached out. I got started with her 21-day online boot camp with Beachbody. Um, and <laughs> within that first week in this virtual community with a bunch of strangers, I felt like me again. So crazy to me. Like, I think that sometimes on social media, people think we're full of shit, you know, when we're like, I'm so obsessed with this. I love it so much. But it's like, literally in the first week, I felt like I went from zero to a hundred and I just, I felt so supported and felt like these are really my people. I met a girl who was like such a good friend of mine who lives in Denver and now we've skied with her and her husband, you know, I've stayed at her house a bunch, but um, yeah, I just really loved it. I was loving the workouts. I was feeling stronger and more confident um, instantly. And then I, I just, I just got curious. So I remember texting her, I was like in Metro market and it just came into my head and I was like, Hey, how did you get into this like coaching thing? And like, how did you create this community? I, I just, I wonder if I could do something like that. And we hopped on, on a phone call and it's so funny. Cause I look back and I was such like, I had no confidence and I just was so like shy and insecure. And, um, and we hopped on the phone and, and I enrolled to be a coach with her team and run these boot camps. And then I started from that moment in March of 2018, I started sharing my journey on social media, really for my own accountability with all of this, but also to make those connections. And then um, I didn't have a lot of people I knew, like I didn't want people to find me just yet, but I take Spire and something and then Katie started following me and I thought she was like a celebrity. And um, six months later or something, she was like, Hey, she slid into my DMs and was like, I, I would really like you to audition for spin at Spire. And I called my mom, like, this is a dream come true. You know, it's just crazy because I had really been falling in love with the whole coaching aspect. And I was like, I want to do this in person too, you know. So auditioned at Spire fall 2018. I know this is a long-winded story, but um I I fell in love with that. And over the next year, I just really, even though I was still not loving my job, I poured into my side hustles. I was teaching four classes and then subbing on top of that. I was doing my boot camps every single month online. And yeah, fast forward, um, came back from St. Thomas in February of 2020. Um, after telling Nick the entire time that I needed a new job and I logged into work, I had an email from my boss that he sent at 5 a.m. for a meeting at 10 a.m. 
logged in to that call and told him we had just gotten engaged and he told me they cut my position. So yeah, this is before the COVID layoffs and everything like this was just the reorg. But I remember, honestly, it was, it was scary as hell. Like we had just gotten engaged and we were planning a wedding. And I'm like, this is like the only reason I was keeping my job is the financial stability um, and the benefits. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then after talking to Nick and a couple of close friends, I was actually relieved, honestly. I'm like, I don't have to be the one to like walk away, you know? Like it was just, it was an interesting, it was such a weird thing, but Nick and I talked about it then over the next three weeks that I was on the job still. And we talked about me doing fitness full time. And I was like, I'm just going to teach a bunch of classes. Like it's all going to work. And then a month later, the studio was shut down. So it has been an, a wild ride, but that's, that is the, as quick as I could make that story. <laughs> no, this is like, okay. So one, I love this because like, I, I feel like I'm, I, know you like but through associations so just like hearing your story and like, actually being able to talk to you is like awesome to hear the background and quick question and then another comment but all right what's your enneagram number three yeah okay me too when you said that i was like enneagram three. Yeah. Uh, me too so similar there um and also similar the i got laid off from my job in end of august early september like i just was not a good culture fit and i woke up every day feeling like a piece of trash. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't do my job well. I didn't have the tools I needed to do my job well. And then every day I had to wake up knowing I was choosing to do that job for financial reasons. And it maybe isn't the most empowering decision to have someone else make the decision for you, but like that, <laughs> that was what I wanted. So when you said that, I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah. totally get that. And well, not, I, not to interrupt, but I'm interrupting. That was the part that I think killed me the most is that I worked four jobs all of 2019 to feel like, to make myself feel better about having the eight hours a day. But all I would think about is that day that I could just like stick it to them because I had left a, a company in Chicago that was amazing benefits, amazing team, loved it. But I took this job as a growth opportunity after turning it down and my boss, like promising me growth. And then it never came in five years. And then I got laid off. I was like, you know, that's the hardest part is I didn't feel like I had the opportunity to feel empowered enough to leave on my terms. So I struggled with that a little bit, but it was a push from the universe for both of us. Right. Right. Yeah. Part of me really wanted to be like, no, like Janelle, make the decision for yourself, like take control. And you don't like the job you it's making you feel terrible about yourself, like walk away on your own. And yeah, part of me wishes I would have. And then the other part of me is like, nope, actually you got just what you needed and what you wanted when, mm -hmm. when it happened. Yeah, very relatable. When you said the, the part about the worthlessness, was that something that you experienced? Like where in that timeline was it? Had you been laid off already or was that after? And when you look back on it, was that there the whole time? The where I said I felt worthless mm -hmm. when I texted my sister. Yeah. Um, that was, I was still working my job. So that yeah. was, um, yeah, I was, I had a, a full-time job mm -hmm. and I like literally the only problem in my life was that I couldn't work out. Like it was just so, so like I was a pretty, I was pretty lonely. Like I was very isolated. I was sat here by myself all day long. And I feel, even though I'm kind of introverted, I need that like I need to have some sort of interaction with people. And 
I'm not entirely sure what made me feel that way, but it was like, my job brought me zero joy and it didn't like, it literally just paid the bills, you know? Um, well, it's not, I mean, it sounds to me like maybe your worth wasn't tied up in your job. It was tied up in the athletics that you were involved in. Um, I, I ask just from a standpoint of like, I've been paying atten- paying more attention to where my worth is tied. And for a, for a long time, it was tied in my tie, tied up in my title and how much money I made. And when I moved to Milwaukee, um, that was like my first attempt at stepping into a lifestyle where I could develop a sense of self-worth outside of six figures and big titles. Um, and I, I, I'm really proud of myself for having worked through that. So I, I don't have that association um, as strongly. I'm sure if I really dug deep and and things, you know, it, it, it is there, um, but it, it isn't really my life in that way. Um, but now I actually see how much my self-worth is tied to my relationships. And so I've been playing with that association. So that's the only reason why I was asking is, um, you know, on paper, it can be things. And, and to me, it, or to anyone, it might seem like, oh, it's just because I wasn't able to work out. But, you know, if a part of your worth and identity is tied into something that then gets taken away, that makes a ton of sense. So I well, I think, I think what I've learned, that's such a good point to make, because I think what I've learned, I was, I was kind of an unhappy and insecure, and I, I didn't feel that great about myself ever, like, since I was a, a teen. And I, I went and played college softball because I thought it would be impressive to the people around me. And then I ran the marathons because ever, like I talked about my marathon training and I, oh, I went and ran three, three hours today. And, you know, oh, you know, like it was always about impressing everyone else. And I think that's what the interesting thing has been in 2020 for me is like, like I feel worthy and happy over the last, since 2018, more so because it's not like I've ditched so many insecurities and I've gotten so much more fulfilling fulfillment out of my life because I feel like now I'm, I'm pouring not only into myself and what everyone thinks, but more so like helping the next person, like find their happiness and joy. And like, I feel like what I'm doing now is like inspiring someone you know? Um, And so it's just kind of interesting because that made me like, think about the fact that like, I was never really like feeling super worthy unless I had something that I could like brag about, you know? 2021 is about to get mixed up a little bit and we're super excited. In 2021, we're going to be offering live workshops via Zoom. Our first workshop is going to be on intention setting. If you are familiar with the podcast, you know that Rachel and I both love to start the year by setting an intention, getting clear on what we want out of the new year. We are going to be offering this intention setting workshop on January 28th. And then we're mixing up our schedule a little bit this year and how we do things. The Collective, our monthly free community event, is now going to be hosted on the third. That's the third Thursday of the month moving forward. We'd love to see you at the workshop. We would love to see you in the collective and we'll be offering additional tools following the workshop to help you build upon your practice of being the most authentic version of you. Yeah. And what I just heard there is that I think maybe somebody 
poured into you and you got to experience being seen for just who you are, not because of an accomplishment. And that's, and then, and then it like came full circle for you to be able to pour into somebody else in that capacity too, um, which is really, really cool. We've been talking a little bit about, um, and I've been seeing it on Instagram, so this is not an original thought by any means, but um, this idea of self-help versus community help. And um, I, I, it's interesting because I've been in these discussions with people in the, the wellness world for a while of like, you know, I need to be able to take care of myself so that I'm not putting that on somebody else. It's like I need to, and, and, and at a certain point when I was having these conversations with people, I was like, but the point isn't that I am a, I am like the best version of myself on an island. Like the point is that like, we're part of a community. We are a part of a community. If that happened, great, but like, that's not what's here. And so you know, it was like, okay, so I guess I figure out how to be the best version of myself on an island. And then I learn how to integrate with others. But what it's iterated to is the idea that part of the healing journey is about self, like learning how to be your own best friend and da, 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 da. And it's also about being able to receive help from others and be in that community, um, space. And I, and I hear you really being able to step into that too. So it's, I'm so glad that you got to experience that and that you're getting to be able to like expand that in your world and other people's. We always um, refer to it as like paying it forward. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that. I mean, and that's truly what it is. It's um, my Danielle, the stranger on Instagram, who's now a very good friend of mine. Um, she showed up every single day and she gave me those daily deposits of inspiration and motivation. And, and then she welcomed me and she poured into me and then I decided I wanted to do the same for the next person. And that's kind of like, when we talk about coaching, that's really what it is. It's kind of like being that light and, and bringing that next person on board and giving them the tools and the support and believing in them when they don't believe in themselves and stuff. And I, I think that's why, because I've experienced it myself and I had such a transformational experience is like why I love it so much. Yeah, your passion's definitely apparent. I was reading on my my flight. I flew back from California to Wisconsin and angry therapist, shocker, shouting him out again, but I'm reading one of his books. And when they talk about like purpose and worth and how a lot of people don't feel like they have that worth or purpose, but a lot of times it's because they're they're doing it from like a place of ego and I. And he's like, flip it. Like, imagine that if you don't step into these gifts and these aspects about yourself, like you are doing your community, the people around you such a disservice. Like you've been given these things. So even if you don't believe in yourself, even if you don't think you're worth it, like think about the other people that you can, you can help. And your story just reminded me of that because sometimes I think it's so easy for me personally to think, oh, I like I have these skills, but I choose not to use them or I choose to do the safe thing because mm -hmm. that is honestly like it's financially safe or it's just safe in general for me. But then I'm really just doing not only myself a disservice by not fully living my life, but I'm not able to properly utilize my tools to help other people. And I've felt that way in in jobs and in relationships and whatnot like if it's just not a good fit rather than letting go it's like i i end up not actually being able to give 
I think you use the word light and I'll repeat it like my light, my energy, like the things that really make me, me out into the world. So I appreciate that. And if you're always influencing, and this is a thrive concept, which I freaking love, you know, no matter what, like from a modeling standpoint, at any point in time, we are modeling a behavior. We are influencing the world around us by being who we choose to be. And so if you are choosing to influence the world because you're influencing no matter whether you're trying to or not, you are. And so if you are choosing to influence it from a place of, you know, holding back and choosing the safe route at the expense of yourself, we're just perpetuating, we're influencing the world. And it might be a small ripple, but it's a ripple. And the more people that are doing that ripple, it's like, that is, I mean, you've got this power. And when you think, and I'm saying you, but I'm talking to myself too. Like when, when I can sit in that realization and remember that power without putting pressure on myself, because I flipped the pendulum the other way, but without doing that and really just sitting in like the best thing I can possibly do in the world is to get so comfortable with myself that I can just own all the parts of who I am and, 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 share and be that gracefully in the world because that actually allows other people to do the same that ripple is like damn and i feel that on the podcast when we do that and i do i'm not necessarily in it all the time but it's it is a really cool reminder i love that sam i'm curious when it comes to social media you you had mentioned that it was this it was something that you were doing when you're not feeling you know, 100% you and you're just scrolling, but there was someone that sparked your interest. And now you're building this, um, this platform to be able to share, like you have sponsored posts now, which is really cool. Like, are you willing to talk a little bit more about that, but from the perspective and the lens of doing it in your own authentic way? Because I do think a lot of people can get into that space and then feel the pressure um, from the outside world to present themselves a certain way or to, you know, follow the 10 step program to build a following. Um, so I'm curious how you've started to utilize social media in a way that feels true to who you are today. Um, well, when I created run it, Sam, um, first it was called run it MK because I literally didn't want anyone to find me because I wanted to be able to be myself without any fear of anyone else. And like, I've lost touch with everyone from high school. Like I, you know, but there are just those people that creep back in. They like have their thoughts and, and they can, they can impact the way that you present yourself or don't, you know, you can be so like paralyzed by their, your fear of their judgment when they're probably not even thinking about you. But so I created my account right when I enrolled to be on this team and, um, I just, from the first day, I really wanted it to be an accountability page for my own personal growth. And so it was like, I need to show up as myself or I'm never going to make any changes, you know? Um, and I think that I just have held on to that is like how obviously things have changed. Like I've recruited Nick to take better photos of me or better lighting or whatever it is. And, um, but I think that if I, I just always come back to like, I have a story to tell and if I keep it real, then someone is going to be able to relate. And if I, if I try to say what so-and-so is saying all the time or, or be just like them, they're not going to, they're not going to see themselves in me and they're not going to kind of relate to how I live my life and stuff. And then they're not going to come to me 
when they're struggling. And I always want people to see the struggles that I've been through and know that, you know, we're not like perfect people and we're real people um, because that's how we can help each other. Um, I don't know what direction to go with all of this, but I think that showing up on social media is such a, it's, it, it's easy to be in the comparison game, which is why I, I no longer like really look at the pages that I feel like kind of make me feel a certain way. You know, it's like, you just, you take that, those toxic things out and you just have to be able to recognize it and, and then, and just refocus and be like, why am I here? What, what do I want? Like, what is my purpose? And I think that, um, for me is when I go on social media too, I'm always trying to just kind of make it a community thing and and not ever be in competition with the next person too. It's like love and support their posts and, you know, not ever be like, oh, someone's getting more likes and stuff. It's like, that is not the purpose of being here. It's to tell the story. It's to show the journey and hope that I can pull someone out from that low point when they're in the tub texting their sister too. So it's just always kind of coming back to why I even started the page to begin with. You know, it's not about, for me, social media has never, ever been about getting a pro like I never when people were starting to call me an influencer at Spire like I was like I am not please don't you know like now it's like fine like it's it's good to have influence and I'm I'm really grateful for it but at first I was like that is not like that is still not the goal like I don't care about a promoted post or anything like it's very cool that the that my page is growing and more eyes are on it because that means more people to help um even if you know not everyone signs up for a boot camp or comes to a class at Spire it's like they're taking something away if they're watching and what do I want that message to be? And I don't think, like, I always try to keep it lighter or positive, I would say, for the most part. Um, but I'm also not afraid to share the hard stuff when it feels authentic and real. I'm just sitting in it. I know Rachel and I talk a lot about, you know, social media with the True North Collective and then even on our own posts. and. In our own pages and just finding finding your voice it's it's interesting because it's like i we even had an episode and we'll have to link to it at some point on like finding your voice as a as a teacher and sort of in life and then it's like that weren't hard enough now it's like we have to do this on well we don't have to but we're choosing to do this on a a public channel that your posts can live forever, I guess, unless you delete them and you're trying to find your voice in that space. And I, I appreciate your call to like, yeah, it's mostly positive and you're not afraid to share the hard stuff because I know for me personally, like I, I, I struggle with like how to sometimes interact with my social media. Like I, I put stuff out there, like I'm always really happy with what I put out there um, in the sense that like they're cool photos that I'm excited that I took, or it's a place for me. Like I look back at my own feed and like, remember like, Hey, you've lived, you know, it's like sort of my own proof that I've been trying to live the fullest life that I can in the moment. Um, but, but then I struggle with like, is this genuine? I mean, it is truly a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So how, how do I bring forward truly what because like not right now it's like I'm you know living with my parents unemployed like you know which there's pros and cons to that but like how do you bring forward the the raw authentic without also feeling like 
a Debbie Downer. I, I don't know if this is relating to anyone else, but I asked this because I'm like, I don't really like, it also is not authentic for me to post a picture of myself crying and not that like if people do that good on them, but like I can hardly cry in front of my friends. So let alone like taking a picture of myself while I'm crying and then posting on the internet. Like I know that that wouldn't be authentic to me, but I'm like, what is the authentic version of, I don't know, keeping it real and not having it be perfect or like, here's all the best pictures I took. So anyway, that was a rant, but I'm just curious and I'll open up the floor to both of you on your perspective there. I don't know, like, I feel like I had so many thoughts there. Um, I think sometimes for me, it's easier on stories to be a little more like in the moment and kind of say, but I'm also someone who, yeah, kind of closes off a little bit. When I'm going through something very serious, it takes me a minute for it to like come out, you know? And I don't think it would be authentic for me to make every post a long dramatic post or, you know, and it's like, I, I realized quickly when I first started the page, like when it was starting to gain some traction, I thought every post needed to be the most inspiring, motivational thing and stuff. And then it's like, I took the pressure off a little bit and I was like, okay, I can have, I can be a human and process what's going, like, I didn't share about my job. Like I knew I wanted to share about what I was going through with my job eventually, but it's like, that wasn't the first thing. Cause I think sometimes for me too, I think that people look at their struggles as a way to like sell on Instagram or do you know, like that might be bad or mean. Um, some people just need to get it out there. But for me, it's like, I want to process this and come out with, with what is the most real to me. But I do think that I show up on stories with how I'm feeling that day. You know, it's like, and if I don't feel like showing up, I'm not just going to fake it and hop on. Um, so that's a little, like, I think too, if I can go off on a tangent, um, sometimes it's hard for me to share some things depending on the, on the moment, because it can kind of trigger me a little bit. Like I, my sister is now a follower of mine on Instagram and she wasn't for a long time. And she didn't know about a lot of the, the struggles that I had in my twenties with body image stuff and and that's a big part of my platform and helping women through that and i shared a lot of that in 2018 2019 and then it's like she started following me and i was like can't talk about this anymore i've also grown past it so i feel like i don't i don't bring it up as much but she when she found some old posts it like freaked me out and it made it sent me down a hole and it like brought back all this anxiety and stuff. And so sometimes I do get a little, I think that's why it's so important to process what's going on and, and, and figure out like, what is the message here that I want to share that will help someone else? Because you do have to be kind of mindful of like sending yourself into a, a negative place too. And like, for me, when I, um, when I first did the page again, it was my own accountability and I had different goals and different priorities and different struggles and body image was more important to me. And I would share my side by sides and stuff. And I'm like, now that shit is not going to be on my page because it's just not, it's not the message that I want out there anymore for myself, um, for the women I'm helping. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that, but for me, I can't deal with it right now. So I, I don't share those things. And I think it's just making sure you're always in touch with what feels good to you and what you want to share and not about what is going to get the likes, what is going to get the attention, what's going to go viral. Sometimes it just needs to be for you and, and your audience, you know, like the, like not your 4,500 followers, but your audience. Like, that's what I always say is like some of my longer posts and stuff, my friend, my friends will be like, yeah, I, I didn't read that. And I'm like, 
but it's not for you. You know, it's for the, it's for the one girl who's sitting in her tub, you know? Yeah. I, I was going to say about the, I'm going to say the sob story posts. I mean, it's all attention getting, it's a different form of attention. If, and, and there aren't, not all of it is that, but you can, you can kind of tell. I mean, I feel like I can tell when somebody is coming at me and I'm like, okay, it feels like they're fishing for something here, whether it's, you know, the overly happy or the, it's just like overly something. And, um, I would say for myself, I tend to be more serious and, um, really like go deep. And I've found that really paying attention to how I feel when I post kind of similar. It's, it might be similar to what you were saying, Sam, but I can all of a sudden I'm, I'm over, I feel overexposed basically. And I'm like, Oh, that is authentically what I'd want to say. But now all of a sudden that's out there. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm just not sure, like, whoa. Um, and so when I was first starting to wrestle with, like, what is, how do I talk about having cancer in a way that feels true to me? Um, I remember, like, the first few times I posted being like, oh, holy shit, what, should I have done that? Now people are going to know, now they're going to ask me questions. Why am I doing it? So for a while, I, I don't know, I, I kind of am in and out with social media where, like, I'll kind of go in these, like, blasts where it'll like happen i'll be in it and i'll have something to say and so i'll like post 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 and then i might go dark for a while and and i think and that's okay like i it's really being connection connected to my intention of like what am i trying to get and when i'm connected to having it be for me always um and i'm slowing down enough to ask myself like is this something that you want to share with people who maybe haven't earned it yet um, are you ready to share it more broadly? Like really being connected to, to your point, like not worrying about, you know, the, the diminishing followers, the likes, the whatever. I'm so glad that they got rid of like the number of likes that a photo has. Like, I'm so glad. Um, but it, it's a constant process. Cause I feel like, and with Janelle, you and I probably balance each other where I am like, I tend to go more like, super raw serious and you tend to be like let me show the highlight reel and and so it has been i think it's actually been interesting to be like a tag team with the true north collective because i feel like we've both been able to challenge each other to step out of our our comfort zones a little bit and get out of our safety space because i too like have things that i want to say but then I'll be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then she's like, just freaking say it. Like, there's a nugget in there. Um, so I, I don't really think I've made like a cohesive thought here whatsoever, but I, <laughs> that's my I reflection thought. of like, <laughs> of my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember in Milwaukee though, that was like the first time that, cause I'm quite a bit older and um, I hadn't really started like paying attention to Instagram until, I don't know. I guess I was like in my young thirties at that point. And I didn't really, I don't know. I just, I remember being so taken by the whole experience in a way of like, this is exciting, but this is weird. I'm kind of obsessed with it, but I fucking hate it. 
And um, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I feel like I've come a long way in being able to just let it exist. Although in the moments I still have times where I'm like, who am I doing this for? What is, what is that? What am I doing? How, what I'm, I'm here and I'm scrolling. <laughs> yeah. So if I can care about, yeah. you know, said something, gosh, I forget what it was, but, um, I get in the, you know, I get in those moments too, where I'm like, I, I like social media a lot because I think of the connection I made that changed my life forever. Um, and everything, you know, even losing my job this year, if I didn't build the brand on social media and stuff, what would I have fucking done? You know, it's like, thankfully I could, I could still stay connected with women and, and we could build out the community so much more. It was, it's been a saving grace, but it can be so consuming sometimes, you know, um, but it is, this is what it was when you said like share, not sharing your gift or whatever can be like selfish. And so that's what brings me back to like making sure that I don't go dark or that I just, I let it be like, if I have to unplug, I unplug or whatever. I have had my moments where I have been so consumed by needing to make sure that I put up a post or get the story going or something. And, it, and Nick and I are like, hiking in a mountain and I'm like where's my service I gotta get the and like that I was like this shit needs to end you know and so I have I've like disabled while I'm away from the home like my house like being able to put up stories and stuff but I think that for me it can be exhausting if you're not on page you know on the same page with why am I showing up like is it just to get a post up because I haven't put a post up in five days or is it because I have something to share and so that's that's what I have focused on for the last few months is like, I share what feels good, what feels like it's either for me or helpful to someone else, but never because I have to, you know, it's, I'm never going to step away completely, even when it can be a little weird. Um, because I know that I have something to share that can be helpful. Um, but yeah, just trying to remember, like, there's a reason behind this. There's like, I'm showing up for a good reason. And it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not. I love that reminder. I had yeah. a friend, maybe like two years ago, I was doing these videos on Instagram and YouTube. That was just like, my thought for the day, because I had a friend from Vancouver, who was like, you have all this wisdom. You're hoarding this wisdom. You need to share your wisdom with people. And I was just like, what are you talking about? But I mean, that kind of stuck with me and I never really had like translated it. That stuck with me in terms of being able to share my voice in more areas. And, um, but I hadn't really thought about that being an inspiration for, for social media. Like it's a place where I can share my gifts for in as a pay forward as a pay it forward like that's a very different way of looking at it I very much appreciate that I know when you said I said it like you're I don't even know what you just said but there's something Rachel will use it as a quote card at some point but around sharing your gifts and bringing it back and you're like oh you said I like I know I have something to say to help people and I was like damn because I feel like I go and and again I think you can use social media in many ways but when I think about my posts posting a lot of times it is like I'm just sharing what I'm doing so in that yes it's a modeling but I don't know if I've ever really thought like am I don't know am I just posting for me probably which is fine too but like is it actually helping someone I don't know um because sometimes I feel like I just want to be like sick picture and then just you know 
post the picture because I like it. And then sometimes I feel like I'm reciting from my diary and it's just like, you know, a random you assignment. You have to have a good mix. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. It's um, about the portfolio. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But I, I like the lens of like, can this help somebody? And I think the confidence, Sam, that you just said, like had when you said that, was really cool. And I was like, Oh, damn, like, I don't feel like I have that confidence when I post something. I'm not like, I know this is going to help someone. And so it just like hit me really hard because your conviction there was strong. I'm like, Hmm, I don't, I don't have any resolution to it. But I'm like sitting in my reaction to that. I don't know. I think I've been so influenced, though, by posts or quotes or whatever that I've seen, or even, you know, by you, like I asked you, you know, how did you move away? You know, it's like, I think that people relate or want to relate to what we're doing. They, they like us as a person. This is why I showed like the day-to-day me making a playlist. You know, I'm just like, I sit at home all day too. You know, I want people to relate to who I am as a, as a real person. Um, and then maybe when they see us out living our dream one day, then they'll be like, if she can, I can, you know, and I look at you that way. Like, that's what, if you don't realize that, like, hello, here's one person, you know, I'm like, wow, like, I need to go and have that courage to just go do the travel thing, because I've been talking about it for 10 years, you know. Well, thank you. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, as, as someone who is also seeking and has a million question marks in just about every area of my life, sometimes I think it's very easy to just be like, I don't even... I don't really know what I'm doing, but here's a picture of a sunset. <laughs> That's all I got for you today, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But how real is that to be able to be like, I have a bunch of question marks. Isn't that reality? Because we really don't know what is going to happen on the turn tomorrow. Like, and so that space there that feels maybe, and I'm putting words in your mouth, so you don't have to take them, but maybe feels like defeat or, um, you know, like lack of direction is like maybe more authentic and real and, and maybe we need a little bit more of that sometimes instead of the trodden path that we think we have to take because everybody's taking it every single time. And so I don't know, like from an inspiration standpoint, it, I agree. It's like the times when I've been able to see people struggle through but figure like doing it still is like that is the that has been inspiring that's inspired me to be able to step out of my comfort zone to be able to sit with the question marks and be like they're here and I'm not giving up like that's pretty freaking inspiring in my perspective you are getting me into um an idea here it's formulating because there's two things that I wanted to do today. I was like, I'm either going to turn my Instagram off and log out and go dark for a bit, which is possible still. <laughs> or two, I feel like a social media authenticity challenge could be fun. I don't know what it looks like, but like just challenging, even if it's just for me, because I still feel like sometimes when I post, I'm just like, it's not that it's not authentic, but because it is just you're my life. You're it for an audience. Exactly. You know? It's not yes. like you're ripping a page directly from the journal and you're like changing exactly. verbiage. You know? Yeah. Well, exactly. I like this conversation <laughs> about the question marks because it's so interesting. 
in the fall or winter of 2018 and 2019, I, this is like when I would start like doing a vision board or start thinking about the next year. Right. And I'm like such a goal oriented person and, and whatnot. And when I really started like loving the fitness stuff and then auditioned at Spire, my whole vision, like my highlight of 2019 was my community class at Spire. And in 2018, like that fall, that, that winter, that was me like kind of coming up with everything for the next year, you know? And then last year, 2019, I had like a lot of, I had so much confidence with, with the teaching and the coaching and everything. And I was like, I'm going to do fitness full time. I was feeling very empowered by the things I was doing and, and by the community I was surrounding myself with and everyone, you know, is amping each other up for big goals and everything. And, and we would talk about them and like a big powerful thing for me was using social media always to kind of throw that goal out into the universe or, you know, talk about it over and over again and work towards it. And then kind of show my, like prove to myself, as I look back, I kind of use my Instagram, which probably keeps it authentic too, is I use it as like my diary, you know, it's like every day, dear diary. But anyway, I, I put, I would put that stuff into a post or whatever. And would talk up these big goals and everything, but I kind of still, I still had like a job and a lot of stability. And so if things didn't work out, I feel like it wasn't that scary because I, I always had something to fall back on. And so right now I'm really sitting with the question marks because I'm kind of like, if I don't make this work, what do I do? You know, like if I don't, continue to push myself and grow like I can't get comfortable at all now like this is very uncomfortable for me right now and even on our walk tonight um Nick doesn't really entertain me <laughs> with these conversations that I was just like do you think I'm going to be successful and he had the best um response and he said like what is success to you you know and I'm like all right. Like that's, that's good to think about because I think before it was always again about like impressing someone and like putting the big thing out there that was going to impress people. And I, I, I just, it looks really different for me right now. And it's kind of funny because next Wednesday I'm having a little vision board party. And like, usually I come to these things and I'm like, going to have a house in the mountains next year, you know, like all this bullshit. It's still, it's like fun and it's good to like work towards those goals and stuff, but it's like, what, it, what, like, what do I want? You know, what do I want right now? And, and so it, the post that you guys will see one day is, it's probably going to look a little bit different. It's probably going to be more a diary page that is like, it's okay to not know right now. I appreciate that so much. And it's in the same place. It's funny. It's like a freeing place to be in when in 2020 for me I let go of so much like I let go of so much to just pave the way for a pretty blank slate but then when you have a blank slate and in this really cool world now where it's like I mean you could always do this but even more so today like you can basically do anything right you can be remote you can be this you can be that and it's like I have so many options now which is awesome, but it's almost still overwhelming. Like I was having a conversation with someone and leading to the question marks. And it's like, I, I don't know if I actually miss the days where it's like, well, you're just going to live here because either your family lives here or because you got a job here or whatever. And like you had, you know, here are your maybe two to three choices. And right now for me, I'm like, I could literally do 
anything. Like I applied for a job in Germany, didn't get it. But like, you know, it's just like, I don't know, fuck it. Like, why not? Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, it's obviously a mix of like stars aligning and, and you know, the right things will show up, but it is kind of a scary place to be in. It's like a freeing and just like an overwhelming space to be in that for me, it's, it's easy just to freeze and like not want to take any action then because I feel like I have too many choices and I don't know where to go. And I'm just trying to remind myself, like take a small step. And if it isn't what you like, you just pivot and do something else. But it's a clock that's racing in the back of my head. That's like, why haven't you figured this out? You're, I'm still young, but like, you need to make a decision. You need to land somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, is it enough? You know, it's like, if I'm happy right now doing this, like I, I'm always looking for the next thing. And it's like, why can't you ever just be content with the now and then something else is going to come along? I mean, um, it is cool to know that the page that I have on social media was just for my accountability. Then it turned into a platform to help women. Then it turned into a place to like really make a ton of connections and then partner with different companies too along the way. And it's like, oh, what's the next thing going to come? And it's like, why can't I just kind of enjoy where we're at? That part I struggle with sometimes. Same. I'm like, oh man, we're both, I can tell the alignment in us both being Enneagram threes. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one. Yes. I, um, what was coming up for me while you were talking was we have created a society that has had clear and clear quotes paths laid out for us. And I think we've seen how that manifested. <laughs> and it's time to see what it looks like when maybe we lean into our question marks and we find the power of that space. Um, because there is magic in not having the path there and being able to adapt and being able to be resourceful and be with what is. So I personally am so excited to see that continue to come to life. Um, not that, you know, I love vision boarding too. So it's, it, I think it's both. And, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. There was something I was going to say off of what Sam said, but I can't quite remember. Um, I definitely am stepping into pretty much all of my security blankets that were there are falling away as I step into 2021. And um, it's the first time that I like normally, not that I'm not having like some stress. I'm just so like, I can't know what my, like I used to like, I'd be like, okay, so then here's my six month like temporary plan. And then I'd adjust it and then I'd adjust it and then I adjust it. And now I'm like, you know what? When I get to March 13th, I don't know. I just arbitrarily pulled that date out of my ass. When I get to February 21, 21st, like I will know what to do then. And so right now, this is what I'm doing. This is the most important thing for me to be focusing on. And if I'm not focusing on this, then I won't be prepared for February 21st, or I'll be at February 21st still worrying about whatever. And so I don't, I don't know what shifted for me, but 
it's like, I'm not worrying about the question marks, maybe just because I've like experienced enough stuff now go different, or I chose something that I wasn't sure. And I seen it kind of, I've seen the dots connect now just enough, not, not so much that I'm like, I trust everything, but enough to be able to like release the worry and the fear in like a like a crippling way um the fear still exists but i'm more i'm more so able to go well i I've, i know that it something else can happen here and i know it's a waste of time for me to plan out that far and worry about it and plan out all the scenarios that could possibly happen because i don't have all the information so i'm just gonna hang tight here still moving forward, doing the things that make sense now and knowing that when I get there, I will know how to handle that then. Um, it's literally the only way I've been able to like, think about getting through the next few months because there's a lot, a lot that's falling away that I've been able to lean on in the last decade that is not gonna be there anymore. And I'm surprised at how like relieving and peaceful I feel, <laughs> like relieved and peaceful I feel. And I think that has something to do with it. So. I love the question marks I'm realizing in this moment. I'm gonna try to re-embrace the question marks because I was a fan of them and then I don't know, they're leaving uh the hurt in the heart. And that's but, okay too, right? Like, yes, that's why I'm saying it. It's because all of it. If you asked me in July, I was like, question marks, yay. Yeah. And now I'm like, question marks, here's my middle finger. All right. <laughs> For the sake of time though. Um, any final thoughts on this conversation? Otherwise, Sam, I have a few questions for you. I have no final thoughts. <laughs> Perfect. So Sam, we ask this at the end of our podcast. How do you live your true north in one word? Trust. Awesome. And then if people want to get a hold of you, connect with you, be inspired by you, where can they go to do that? On Instagram at run it, Sam, uh, R U N I T underscore S A M. And that's probably the best place. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been, yeah, this is awesome. it's been really cool. I, I had mentioned this before, but I've been excited to chat with you for a while. I'm glad we made it happen. Um, and the I'm conversation that- would have looked so different. If it yeah. Was- so I know. that's like when we were going into this, I was like, yeah, I think it was meant to be delayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. cool. I enjoyed the conversation. I, I wrote down a few things that Rachel just said. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> my wisdom. I didn't hoard my wisdom. <laughs> let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Um, and I want to just acknowledge you, Sam, because I think that I, I hope people who are interested, I I hope people listen to this episode. I hope everybody does because um, the way that you spoke to being able to use this platform that I think is really sticky for people was so approachable and so like a weight feels lifted off of me. Um, It was inviting, it was expansive, it was gracious and it gave space to like find your way. I don't know, it it created a freshness for for that space that I haven't I don't feel like I've really heard or experienced in a lot of social media conversations ever. So, and I used to be in advertising, so I feel like I was in those conversations. So I just want to just keep doing what you're doing. You're it's, it is effortless for you and it is, um, it hits the heart. 
Well, thank you. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, make sure that you are on our mailing list. You can sign up for that on the link on Instagram or by going to our website and on the top bar, you can type in your email address. That is where you can receive a lot of our most up-to-date information. Follow us on the gram at the True North Collective underscore and tell a friend about our podcast. We would love to get this podcast into additional listeners' ears. All right. Welcome to season four, everybody. See you next time.